Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. We're going to get right into it as usual. So for those of you who are not uh, familiar with me, my name is Dre Baldwin. I'm a former nine-year professional athlete, author of 29 books, creator of an entire 
this whole brand framework philosophy and business that are called work on your game. It's all based around taking the mental tools, skills, and attributes that are necessary to succeed in the sports world and applying those tools directly, directly translating them over to the business world and in everyday life, specifically in the areas of strategy, accountability, and execution. So what we're going to talk about here today is discipline, because this is one that a lot of people have challenges with, something that a lot of people, when I'm talking to them, they come to me, one of the main things that people say to me, Dre, is I want to be more consistent. I know I need to be more disciplined. There are certain things that I want to get done that I haven't been consistently getting done. I'm, I'm just not doing these things, usually for, you know, high performing individuals, like the people who are in this room right now, we usually don't have a problem of lacking information. We usually don't have a problem of not knowing exactly you know, what to do or even often is not even that we don't know how to do it. It's just the fact that we are not getting it done. And there are some things that are happening usually internally that are stopping us from executing on a consistent basis. So today's topic specifically is why your discipline feels like punishment. And this is the main reason why many people can't execute on their disciplines. They already know what the disciplines are. I want to stay away from that extra bowl of ice cream. I want to make sure that I'm not having too many drinks on the weekends. I want to get up at five in the morning and go to the gym before I go to work. I want to Work, write 500 words of that book that I've been thinking about doing for the last you know, couple of years. I'm going to do a clubhouse room twice a week. They, all these things that we know we want to do, we know exactly how to do them. We have the resources, the tools, the skills, and the time to actually get them done, but we are just not executing. It is because we are trying to use discipline in a way that is kind of working against us and internally, subconsciously, we're fighting against it because it feels like we're being punished and nobody's going to keep doing something that feels like you're beating yourself up, even when you know that that something is actually helping you. So today we're going to deconstruct why that's happening, hopefully remove some of those barriers internally out of your way so that you can execute the way that you already know that you want to execute. So we all understand that discipline, just saying that word by itself can be a dirty word to some of you. It can be a hard thing for any of us when we're using it the wrong way, as I just uh, prefaced and explained there. So that's why today I'm going to share with you why you may feel as if your attempts at discipline are costing you more than they're making you. So it's almost like your discipline becomes a bad investment. And one thing that I often uh, tell people is that every single thing we do is an investment. Right? It's either a good investment or a bad investment. A good investment, my definition, is something that you put in your resources, your time, money, attention, energy, and focus, and it gives you back something that you want. You're happy that you made that investment. You can look back and say, I'm glad I put my time into that or spent money on this or paid attention to this thing or gave my energy to this activity because look at the return that I got from this investment. This, that was a good investment for me. A bad investment, on the other hand, is one where you have a sunk cost that you can't recover. And you probably regret that you made that you made that investment. So you put your time, money, attention, energy, focus into something, but in the end, it wasn't really worth it. To think of, I remember years back, back in my basketball days, one night I had a, a slice of cake uh, right before I went to bed. And the next morning, you know, I used, usually 
woke up first thing in the morning, go to the gym to play basketball, get in the gym to start playing basketball. And I started to feel that slice of cake in my stomach. That was a bad investment eating that cake. It felt good in the moment, but that next morning when I needed to go to the gym and use my body, I had to pay for it. So that's a, an example of a bad investment or any of you who has ever had too much to drink. And while you're you know, praying to the porcelain gods, you say, well, I'm never going to drink again. I don't know if any of you ever experienced that, but I've seen it. Let's just say that. And that's a bad investment. So the question of whether something's a good or bad investment is relative and is 100% up to you, but you should be able to look at all of your actions and your results in life and say, this is a good investment. This is a bad investment. And sometimes, unfortunately, what we're talking about here today, while your discipline feels like punishment, we may chalk up some forms of discipline as bad investments because it hurts us more to do the thing than wait, then it gives us the value, the benefit of whatever the thing happens to be. But the good news about this is that, and actually let me back up. Sometimes you may start to think, or maybe you already believe right now that discipline is just not a thing for you because of what I just explained. It hurts you more to wake up in the morning and go to the gym than whatever the benefit you feel like you're getting from being at the gym, or it hurts you more to sit down and try to bang out 500 words for that book or that blog post that you want to write then the actual benefit of having written those 500 words or the blog post. The good news about this is that all that needs to change to actually make this equation start working for you are some simple changes in strategy, which starts with the change in your mentality and your approach. And all of these things can be fixed actually relatively easy, but that's just me talking. So let's get into this and you can tell me if you agree. And hopefully we leave some space here at the end of my presentation for some open conversation. And I don't know, folks, I've been kind of wary of leaving space for open conversation because all of y'all get awfully quiet when I open the floor, but hopefully we'll see. We'll see how everybody shows up here today. So let's get into it and let's see how much time we do have if we can get to that. So point number one, the topic once again is why your discipline feels like punishment. Number one is that you have to remember to do it. Discipline is not something you should have to remember to do. You shouldn't have to say to yourself at the end of the day, oh yeah, I was supposed to blank. Or, oh yeah, that thing that I said I was gonna schedule, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Or it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you remember that you were supposed to do something at 12 o'clock or six o'clock, you're at work and you were or on your way to work and you remember that you were supposed to wake up at five o'clock and go to the gym. In other words, you don't have a system in place to ensure the consistency that leads to discipline. So this is the first thing that I want you to understand is that consistency leads to discipline. What leads to consistency is having a system in place. How do you get a system in place? Very simple. You pick up a pencil or a pen or pick up your phone and you write down, these are the things that I'm going to do. This is the order in which I'm going to do them. This is when and where and how I'm going to do them. Yes, it is that simple. And even though it's simple, it's at the same time, not easy because most people simply don't do it. You don't have a system in place to ensure consistency. There's no way you're going to result. You're going to get the result of discipline. So to give you an example, let's say I, I hire somebody to work for me. I teach them the process of what I'm doing. Step one, step two, step three. All you have to do is follow the process. And I tell them, hey, if there's a way that you can improve this process, let me know if you see an opportunity. And at the same time, when I'm showing them the process, let's say, here's how you take a, an article that I wrote in Google Docs, and here's how you posted to LinkedIn, here's how you posted to Facebook, here's how you put it in, my, put it in our uh, 
email sender. Here's how you take a snippet and post it to Twitter so that people can go click on it, whatever it is, whatever the process is that I'm teaching them how to do. I can't expect them to do the process and execute it the right way if I don't show them the system and I don't explain the process. And that seems like a really trite example, but discipline and consistency are actually pretty trite things if you understand the system. And the system is relatively simple. The thing is, people don't use systems. They tell themselves they want to be disciplined to do something. They say, okay, well, what's your system for being disciplined at your nutrition? What's your system for being disciplined and going to the gym? What is your system for making sure you're recording a couple episodes of your podcast every week? And usually when I ask that question, people kind of laugh in spite of themselves because they know there's no answer to the question. There isn't one. I can't expect or demand, nor can you expect or demand disciplined results from yourself or anyone else if there is no disciplined process in place. So all you need to do, the only thing you need to remember from this first point is you need to create a process for doing things so that you don't need to remember to execute. And the process itself becomes the discipline. So discipline is not something that human beings need to do. Discipline is not something that you have to force yourself to do or remember to do or beat yourself up about. Discipline is a result that comes from putting a process in place. And all you need to do, everyone who's listening to me right now, all of you clearly can hear. I'm assuming that most of you can read. And I'm also assuming that most of you can write. So all you have to do is write down what is the system what is the process? I'll give you another example. Whenever I would travel, you know, I'm packing my stuff to get on a flight and go somewhere. I would find, I, I would start to feel a little bit of anxiety because I don't know if any of you ever have this experience. When you hop into Uber or you're sitting in the, the terminal at the airport or the plane is taking off and your mind races to, did I forget anything? Is there anything that I did not pack? Did I remember my chargers from my phone? That I remember my shoes to go with this suit that I'm going to wear. That I remember this, that, and the third. Start thinking about the things we might have forgotten. And luckily enough for me, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I really forgot something that mattered too much. But here's what I did to solve that problem and remove that uh, possible little bit of anxiety. I just wrote down a list of every time that I pack. Here are all the things that I need to pack. And I just made a little checklist in a notes app on my iPhone. And what is that? That is a system. That every time I get on a flight, every time I'm going to travel somewhere, all I got to do is open my little packing checklist. And then all I got to do is just check everything off. Do I have this, 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 this? I check everything off. When I know everything is checked, then I don't have, there's no anxiety. There's no possibility of me forgetting everything because I took everything that I know I'll need. I wrote it down. I made sure that I have it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a system. I know that some people think that a system needs to be this big, complex thing that needs to be spit up by some a uh, complex computer program that you don't understand and don't know how to use. And this is what caused a lot of people to throw their hands up and just surrender and say, well, I can't be disciplined because I don't know how to create a system. Like, everybody knows how to create a system. Okay? Everybody here know the ABCs? Yes. All right. What is the ABCs? It's a system for how the letters work. Right? If you think of the ABC song, everybody knows it by heart, right? Why? Because how many times did you execute on it when you were in kindergarten? It's a system. And because we know the ABCs, we understand letters and because we understand letters, we understand words and that's how we all can read. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. 
Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Write and speak. That is a system. You don't have to really remember it because it has been drilled into you. If you follow a system often enough, it gets to the point you don't have to think about how to do it. That is the first step. If you're remembering to execute a system, that means you haven't made it solid enough. Write it down. Follow it a few times. After you do it a few times, over and over and over again, it becomes habit to the point that you don't have to look at it anymore. So the number one reason your discipline feels like punishment is because you are trusting your long-term memory. I like to use the saying that I trust a short pencil over a long memory any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Point number two, we are talking today again is on why your discipline feels like punishment. Number two, you're forcing yourself to do something that you really don't want to do. This is another, this could be point number one as well. This is another one when it comes to disciplining yourself, when it, especially in areas where people want the result, but it's kind of optional and you could pass on it for a long time until or unless it becomes an emergency, such as taking care of your fitness and nutrition depending on how much you value it, such as making sure that you're knowing your numbers in your business, such as, well, you fill in blank. What is something that you know you need to do and you know it matters, you know it's important, but you can get away with another day or week or year of not paying attention to it. Unless it becomes an emergency, then you start paying attention. So often people aren't disciplined just because they don't want to do the thing that will require the discipline, or at least so they think. And when you're trying to force yourself into something, it will always fail in the long run, even when you're successful at forcing yourself to do it. So you hire a personal trainer, and I actually had this happen, not me personally, but I know someone who's a personal trainer. She's really good. And I knew someone who needed a personal trainer really badly. So I introduced the client to the trainer. And after it only took about two weeks, but the client just wasn't showing up to the workouts. They weren't prioritizing it. They weren't getting things done. These are two people that I have a, a lot of respect for. The reason why this person wasn't showing up to the workouts is because they didn't really want to work out yet. And they stopped working together, this client and this trainer. They partnered as friends. And this person who needed the trainer, this is their idea that they needed the trainer. It wasn't from a doctor. It was their personal decision. They still haven't hired a trainer since. I don't know what they're doing on in that area. And I usually don't even bring it up when I talk to them because I don't think they see it as a priority. And this is what keeps people from executing disciplines. They just don't want to do something, but they tell themselves, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And that's a, a phrase that you might want to execute. You might want to uh, extirpate that phrase from your vocabulary. I'm supposed to. Because when people tell themselves they're supposed to do something, usually they're forcing themselves to do something that they really don't want to do. And it usually doesn't lead to good results in my experience. So it always fails in the long run when you're forcing yourself, you're forcing that square peg into a round hole, uh, metaphorically speaking. And what happens is you'll hate yourself in the process of doing it. You'll hate the process of doing it. You may even hate the result when you force yourself into something because you never really wanted it in the first place. So I tell people one of the keys on discipline, and I talk about this in my book, The Third Day, which you see as the pinned link uh, here in the room while I'm talking, that discipline works best 
when you're using it to do something that you actually want. And the way I describe this is figuring out what your anchor is for discipline. See, being disciplined is not about being motivated. Those are two different things. Motivation is something that can come and go. Somebody can hype you up. You can hear some uh, speaker at a conference. You can have some YouTube videos saved on your phone. You can uh, read some motivational quote or whatever it is that gets you going. You can drink, some, drink a cup of coffee, whatever it is that motivates and excites you. The challenge with motivation is that eventually it wears off. No matter how motivated some speaker got you one day, you hear that same thing over and over again. Eventually, it doesn't have the same effect. You don't want to be dependent on motivation to execute and get things done. What you want is an anchor. An anchor for discipline is something that you care about or desire strongly enough that you are willing to be disciplined in order to achieve it. And what is that for you? That's something that you need to figure out. That's not something that can be handed to you by a motivational speaker or even by a book or even by a personal coach. They can help you figure it out, but it has to come from you and you have to really actually give a damn about it. If you don't give a damn, then it doesn't matter how good the expert is who's working with you, they can't help you. The best personal trainer, again, my, my friend who I introduced as a personal trainer is really, really good. She was my trainer when I was an athlete. I introduced her to someone who's far from an athlete, doesn't need nearly as much detail or expertise as I would, and this person just didn't want it. And if they don't, if you don't want it, and you don't desire that outcome, then it doesn't matter what system you have in place. It has to be something that you want. So what is that for you? What is your anchor to be more disciplined in area X, whatever that area is for you? If you want to, for example, you want to quit gambling on sports, you want to stop drinking, you want to stop watching porn every day, the discipline will hurt. It probably will because you're weaning yourself off of something that you've gotten used to. But if you know about and want what's on the other side of that pain, then you'll be willing to go through that, that stress that comes with the discipline. Now, there are a couple of different types of stress. There's distress. That's the stress that most of us know about. This is the kind of stress that leads to people feeling anxious, leads to you know, people signing up for therapy and having you know, mental breakdowns and you know, all kinds of mental health challenges and distress. That's the kind of stress that ages you, makes you look 10 years older than you actually are, leads to people drinking, leads to all different types of problems. Everybody's familiar with that kind of stress. The other kind of stress is called eustress. And that's not Y-O-U, that's E-U, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. -S. Yes, this is a real thing. Most people are not even familiar with it, but it is a real word. You can look it up in a dictionary. Again, it's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, -S, eustress. What is eustress? Eustress is the kind of stress that we put ourselves into voluntarily. It's the kind of stuff that we tell ourselves that we're going to do. I know this is going to be painful. I know this is going to be a challenge, but I'm willing to do it because I know that on the other side of it is something that I actually want. An example of you stress is any of you go to the gym when you lift weights and your muscles are kind of tired, but you push yourself to do that extra rep or that extra set. That's you stress. Any of you maybe don't even like going to the gym, but you decided you're going to lose 20 pounds this year and you're serious about it, or you got a wedding coming up or a high school reunion. You want to make sure you look good for everybody and you're willing to go through that workout or have some personal trainers scream in your face or do a boot camp class. That's you stress. If you're on deadline to finish a book because the publisher is saying, hey, we need this manuscript in or we're going to take back your advance and you're able to knock out 5000 words in three days when you couldn't do 500 in a week. That's you stress. 
That's the kind of stress that you willingly put yourself into because you know that it's going to make you better. What you stress are you willing to? What you stress do you want? And the more you stress that people are willing to put themselves into, usually, let me back up. The people who are more willing to put themselves in you stress more consistently, usually are people who are growing the most often. People who are always improving, always moving forward, always getting better. Because if you don't even want what's on the other side, why would you deal with the pain? Then it becomes distress. And no human being can put themselves through but so much distress before they stop showing up to that thing. Because uh, who's going to keep showing up for pain that you don't even want? Nobody. All of us have either seen this in others. Actually, we all have seen this in others and we all have experienced it firsthand. Some of us more than others. So discipline, ladies and gentlemen, is something that works with you. Discipline does not work against you. It is your friend. It works with you as long as there's something that you want and you're willing to go through the you stress in order to get it. Point number three. Topic today, again, is why your discipline feels like punishment. Discipline feels like punishment because it was somebody else's idea. You see, even as a person who, and I know we have plenty of people who work here as coaches, whether you're a personal coach, life coach, business coach, uh, fitness coach, we cannot as coaches, as trainers, as consultants, as uh, whatever title you want to give yourself, you cannot supply the want to to any of your clients. No matter how good you are, no matter how articulate, no matter how motivational, no matter how solid your system is going to get them a result in 30 days or less or their money back, uh, it can't be your idea. One thing that I tell people when it comes to something like coaching is that there's a conversation, of course, that I need to have with the client in order for them to start working with me. But more importantly, there's a conversation that the client has to have with themselves for anything that I say to ever land with them. For anyone to really be coached, they have to decide that they want whatever the coach is going to give them. You can't supply that to another person. They have to decide, okay, I actually want to be held accountable. I want to get my book done this year. I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to get these outcomes because I'm sure all of us as in our areas of expertise, you can look at people and see, you can look at that person, you can look at their business, you can look at their interactions, you can look at their whatever, whatever it is you help people with. And you can probably see 30 things you can help a whole bunch of people with every single day, true or not. Of course, we all can. The thing is, you can't serve any of those people until or unless they decide that they actually want help with the thing that you can help them with. And this is the exact same way discipline works. Because if your discipline is somebody else's idea, uh, you already set yourself up to lose. Discipline can work. Let me be clear. When it is imposed on you, any of you been in the military, you had discipline imposed on you. Any of you raised by parents, uh, you had discipline imposed on you. If you went to school and there was a teacher in the front of the classroom, that's discipline. If you ever had a job and you have a boss, there is discipline imposed on you. That can work if they have, if that person has ample authority over you, like a drill sergeant, a parent, a boss, etc. The challenge with this is you may only produce the bare minimum that is required to keep that authority figure off of your ass when they're forcing it upon you or when it's being forced upon you or you're just trying to avoid the punishment that you know comes if you don't listen to whatever that authority figure is forcing you to do. 
But understand when you're a person in charge, if you're an authority figure, if you're a parent, if you're a boss, if you're a supervisor, if you're a coach and someone says they want you to hold them accountable, et cetera, the more involved that person is in the process, the more of themselves they will put into executing it. If you're forcing someone to do something, they're going to do just enough to keep your foot out of their ass. And the same thing applies to you, vice versa. But when they're really involved and engaged and they want the outcome, you won't have to do that. They will put more of themselves into it, that extra little oomph, that extra little pinch that makes all the difference, that little 1% difference, this difference between uh, being great and being outstanding, like Tony Robbins says, that, that requires that person to want the results just as much as you can help them with the result. So the question really here is, what are you willing to be disciplined in order to get? And that's the question that I'm going to open the room up with. What are you willing to be disciplined to get? But first, let me recap my points quickly. And we got a couple minutes here. So topic is why discipline feels like punishment. Number one, you have to remember to do it. In other words, you don't have a system in place. When you have a system in place, you don't have to remember anything. All you have to do is read your system that you have written down, right? It's written down, right? And then all you have to do is execute on it. Do it a few times, it becomes habit. Number two, you're forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do. This does not work. It will always fail in the long run. Even if you succeed in making yourself do something that you hate doing, does not work. And number three, it was somebody else's idea. Someone else is trying to make you be disciplined and you're just following an authority figure. It will only get you so far because you will only do the bare minimum. So the question I'm going to open the floor with, and if someone has a different comment, doesn't have to be answered to this question, you can go ahead and share it. I'll try to limit our responses to about 30 to 60 seconds a piece so we can get a few people speaking. What are you willing to be disciplined in order to get? All right, go. Hey, Dre, it's Mary hey, Lynn. Dre, good morning. Mary Lynn, good, good morning. Go, go ahead, Ramon. I, no, I Mary Lynn, go. Go, Mary Lynn. Okay, go. okay. Oh, you. So my discipline is I joined Barb's um, 90 Day Summer Series, and I've been working out every day for 30 minutes. That's the minimum. Sometimes I throw in a second one because I am willing to do that to feel my best this summer. And I love what you were saying about discipline and motivation are not the same. My son and I talk about that all the time. Some days you just wake up not motivated, but if you have the discipline, it'll get done. So thanks for that, Dre. Have a great morning. 100%. Thank you for sharing, Mary Lynn. Hey, Dre, just wanted to say for me, Dre, and what a great session as always. It's about the discipline of working out. I don't like working out, Dre. I was talking to somebody just yesterday. I'm in San Diego, California right now, and many people love the gym. Dre, I don't. But what I have, and I think it fits into what you're sharing, is visions of people who aren't healthy, visions of my father who passed away 20 years ago, visions of others who can't bend down and pick up something. I don't want to be that guy as I turn 50 soon. So that, to me, just this morning, I'm out in the gym, but I did my push-ups and my stretches, and I'm going to eat healthy. So I hope that's helpful, Dre, but thanks for sharing, and I just posted some comments. You said Instagram, too. Thank you, brother. 100%. That's the anchor, Ramon, what you just mentioned there. The anchor is sometimes something you want, sometimes something you don't want, but whatever moves you to action. So appreciate you sharing. All right, who else wants to share? Good morning, Dre. It's Monica in the pink. I mean, hey, the, not pink. Turquoise ring. <laughs> I'm in the gym. I'm confused doing? on colors. Good. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to, I love what you're saying this morning. And I wanted to also add that for myself, every single day I get up and I go, what am I going to do with my body this morning? And that conversation you have, it's like two people in there. It's like two people in you. 
And one of them is saying, go into the garage, start your workout. And the other one is saying, but we just want to have coffee and sit down and do our blah, blah, blah. And then the question then becomes, who are you? It's not only so much about what you want, like you said, but the second part for me is who are you? Are you a champion or are you going to be a baby? And when I ask myself that, then I normally get myself into motion and building that every day, that conversation every day. What do I want and who am I? How am I showing up for myself is huge. So thank you so much. I always love your segments. This is Monica and I'm done. Appreciate you, Monica. Thank you for sharing that and moving yourself to action through the questions you're asking yourself is another one. Finding that anchor, maybe on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we got time for one more comment. Who else wants to speak up? Hi, Dre. This is Sonia Larray. Hey, Sonia. Good morning. Good morning. I really enjoyed the point that you brought out with regards to consistency and how it leads to discipline, because a lot of people don't even realize that for you to really change and put something in for a new habit, it takes anywhere from 18 to 254 days and then 66 days for it to become a new behavior. So I love how you brought that out and with regards to how you have to shape it and refocus your mindset. So I appreciate that. And I release the mic. 100%. And I, I didn't even know those days, but that's good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.